This is where it's all going. The power of the local church and the joy of having a pastor in your lives. In today's world, ladies and gentlemen, a pastor has become a luxury to some folks, not a necessity. Even in the ministerial world, at times I will ask ministers, who is your pastor? Many will not be able to tell me. Many will not be able to speak a name to me because they don't have one. Every one of us in life need a pastor. It wouldn't matter how successful in ministry I would ever become. I need a pastor. When I get to 1993, 95, possibly at that stage when I'm ready to go to heaven, it's going to be maybe difficult, but you know what? That doesn't mean to say there's somebody at 40 that I cannot look to that is my pastor. If your pastor moves off the earth, if your pastor retires, God gives you another pastor. Every one of us is supposed to have a pastor, and every one of us is supposed to have a local church. The infrastructure of society is trying to fall apart. Why? Because of the disrespect of the local church. We can look to a speaker. We can look to someone of a power ministry. We can look to our favorite online speaker. We can all, but let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, these are people that are speaking into your life, but are they responsible for your life? When it comes to your pastor and to the operations of the local church, there is a responsibility. When you put the message of another man or another woman over the message of your pastor, what you are saying is that I respect that more and I dis disrespect that. Yet, the firm voice in your life should always be the voice of your pastor. If your pastor is speaking heresy and, and, and all of these different things, then you have the right to pick up your belongings and to move to a place of truth. But in a house like this that endeavors week in, week out, week in, week out with checks, weights, and balances, with discussions and counsel, we endeavor to bring you the truth. Why? Because there is a responsibility. Everybody say that word with me, a responsibility. The, the, the minister in the glossy magazine, there's no responsibility to you. And for all you know, Adobe can make a person look like you want them to look and like they want themselves to be portrayed and yet they are not that. If you have enough money, you can actually become a sensation in the church world and not even be able to preach that good, just a good personality with a few good messages and lots of money can actually make you a voice in the church that you should not listen to. Because they are not in this for you. They are not responsible for you. They just have themselves on their minds. Ministry and the church world has become big business over this last 30, 40, 50 years. There's a fight, ladies and gentlemen, that's going on. And the fight is over prayer. Satan does not want you to pray. He does not want any of us to pray. He'll have you do anything except pray. 
He does not want prayer, period, in the church. And he does not want prayer at all in the local church. He just wants it touched. There we are. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you. And we just have a, just a, you know, a few minutes in service of everybody praying in tongues. And then we're supposed to live successful lives and bring nations back to their knees. Revival's not coming without prayer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you now. You can have a, an imagination. You can have a thought. You can, you can, you know, just well, all these different things. But it's not coming. The success of your home is not going to happen without prayer. And you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have prayer in your home, then you will have lived your life, and you will stand at the Bema seat, and there will be nothing to show for your life. And you might have wore all the diamonds on the earth, but you will have none in heaven. That's what it says. That's what Joe said. That man's not leaving, he's just the sign technician praise the Lord and <laughs> just in case one thought he would get up and follow him as the pastor of this church I'm going for safety amen. a big amen would have been great right there I'm not going to tantalize you and spectacularize you so that you can speculate you're not supposed to speculate you're supposed to revelate this word is not supposed to be just like cheap. It has a heavy price tag attached to it. Oswald Chambers said this, Believe steadfastly on him and everything that challenges you will strengthen your faith. Faith is, is absolute trust in God. Trust that could never imagine that he would forsake us. This morning, for a few minutes, I'm going to release these words over you. It is time to catch a grip. Everything is shaking. Everything is moving. There are so many wheels turning right now, and they are looking to grab you in. They want to grab a piece of your hair and pull you into the mangle. Sorry, Emily. I didn't mean to pull it so hard. And pull you into the mangle. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not going through the mangle for nobody. How many people knows what a mangle is? Yes. You know what a mangle is? It's, it's those wheels that you do your washing, not me. They would have done their washing, and they would have, what? Put the clothes through those compressed wheels with the handle, the ringer, right? Put you through the ringer, squeezing out all the life. Well, that's exactly what's going on right now around us. Everything is looking to pull you in and squeeze the life out of you. Any little bit of hope that you have, Satan wants it reduced to a memory. It doesn't work. It's not going to happen. I've waited 20 years. Satan wants to leave you for dead and still wants you coming to church dead. He wants you coming to conferences, hearing what it is you want to hear, while you and the minister lick your wound, causing constant infections. It's called itching ears. There is nothing in this Bible that is of any personal interpretation. In the multitude of counsel, 
We can wage a war. This might be different for some people today, but I tell you, it's going to create a difference in our lives. Because you can't live one way and expect the results. <laughs> 1 Timothy 6.12 says this, Fight the good fight of faith. Everybody say the good fight. Lay hold, everybody say lay hold, lay hold, of eternal life to which you were summoned. We were summoned to this. Amen, it wasn't an invitation. We were summoned. We were summoned to this life, right? And, and, and which you confessed, the good confession of faith before many witnesses. Another translation says this, but you, Timothy, man of God, run for your life from all of this. Pursue a righteous life, a life of wonder, faith, love, steadiness, courtesy. Run hard and fast in the faith. Seize the eternal life, the life you were called to. The life you so fervently embraced in the presence of so many witnesses. So at one time, we pursued and we received this life. It was truth. Until we get like what it says in Galatians chapter 3, who has bewitched you? Or who is it that has interfered with you? You believe this, what's wrong with you now? Why do you not believe it still? Why? A lot of times it's because we do not stay on the word that we got on. That's right, that's right. When you let go of that confession, when you let go of that, when you build your faith over years and years and years and years in what it is that God has said in his ways, his principles, his practices, his promises, and you don't stay on that, you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is that you leak. It drains out somewhere. And you're at the mercy now as a mind to what everyone else can say makes sense. There's nothing in this world makes sense. This is not by power no more might. It's by the Spirit. God is a Spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You don't worship Him as a big mind. You worship Him as a born-again child of God made in His image. Can I have a big amen? Come on. Everything is working at you to render you just a natural, useless, powerless individual who calls himself a Christian, has an experience of a salvation moment, and live your life hoping someday you will go in the rapture or you will make it. Well, what's it going to be? That's how I believe everybody. Listen, I'm not leaving things to chance. Because if the rapture happens tomorrow, I'm going to make sure that me and my household... Or proper grammar, my household and I, I've lived in Oklahoma too long, my household and I are going in the rapture. I want you to shout it out. We're going in the rapture. Oh, come on. Say it like you mean it. We're going in the rapture. My children's going with me. They have an open hell of staying back here. My children are going. You think that we have spent all this time and all this money and all these hours of prayer to leave our children behind us in the rapture. Our children are going. I want you to shut it up. My children, every single one of them, are going in the rapture. I don't care if it's a two-minute repent before, you know, the rapture is called. My faith is they're going in the name of Jesus. Shut it out. I plead the blood. So the stability in the core or the tent peg in everything that we do is grassroots, basic revival stuff, the local church. That's why we are contending constantly 
for God's move in the local church so that you don't have to go to a conference and find a good prayer meeting. You come to church because church is where the prayer meeting is supposed to be. Somebody at the back, help me right now. Come on, everybody. Come on, don't sleep on the back row. Shout and holler at me right now. I want the move of God in this church. I want a revival in this church. My God, I mean, what a sorry, sick, sad situation would be as a pastor, knowing that everybody's going next door to the move of God at a conference. And here we are, knocking our pans in, every single service, every single day, every single week, praying and believing for the move of God. And the move of God is over here somewhere at a three-day event. No, the move of God's not over at a three-day event. The, the move of God's in the church. I don't know what you want, but I want a move of God. Well, I just want a, a good church. You got it. But with this church, you're going to get a move of God. You, you'll never survive. I mean, what, religion. You get into religion just attending millennial, like you attended everywhere. It won't work. It'll wear off this place as well. The refreshing that you get for several weeks when you come here from somewhere else, if you don't work it, it'll wear off. You just go from another fix. No, no different than a drug addict. No different. You're getting another shot, another shot, another shot. We'll go over to Millennial. I hear it's happening over there. You come in and you say, oh my God, the presence of God in this place. Oh, the presence of God. I felt a Benny Hinn moment coming on me there. <laughs> No disrespect. I'm, I'm in for a move. And we're in this together for a move. When you signed up to come here, you didn't just find yourself a good church. You find yourself a move of God. I said, you find yourself a move of God. That's what we're working on. Why do we pray? This is why we pray. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because we're keeping your family out of hell. We're keeping hell out of your family. In the name of Jesus. Come on. And we're keeping hell out of your lives. Amen. Every wrong decision you want to make that makes hell want to give, you know, permission to come right into your house. There's somebody somewhere in this church binding the devil off your life, taking authority in the name of Jesus. You don't want to be in this day and hour part of just, you know, a wonderful personality. You want to be part of an anointing. Shut it out. An anointing. How many people knows the difference? Wave at me right now. How many people's learning the difference? Wave at me right now. Because sometimes it's hard. To recognize the difference. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. This word lay hold is a Greek word. Epilambanumai. It's the spirit that came with the Watsons from South Africa. <laughs> it means to lay hold, to seize. To attain to. Can I ask you? Are you? What are you laying hold of? When scripture says every wind of doctrine comes. Every wind. Here comes another one. What are you holding on to? How many people believe that the Bible has given you permission to stay alive? Let me see your hands. Well, look at your neighbor and say, for that reason, I'm, I'm not going to die anytime soon. This has given me permission to stay alive. In the name, I said again, this has given me permission to stay alive. 
I bind the spirit of death off your life. In the name of Jesus. Can I have a tissue, please, or a Kleenex, whatever you call them here? Oh, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Motor Supreme. It's always a good message when, when I get the gum around my, my, my mind. Hallelujah. See the elastic bands moving up and down. You're like, it's always a good message. Praise the Lord. Woo! Say, this is my first time coming to this church, Pastor. It won't be your last time. Because even if you go somewhere else for a couple of weeks, you're going to come back here. Why? Because the anointing destroys the yoke. And what you don't need, what you don't need carrying around in your life right now are yokes of bondage. And some two-bit speaker telling you it's okay to feel that way. It's not okay for you to feel that way. It's not okay for you to go out and sleep with somebody else's wife. It's not okay for you then to show up in church like it never happened. It's not okay. I said even naturally, morally, ladies and gentlemen, it's not okay. It's just not okay. You are married to, I am married to one wife. It is not okay for me to whore around and all these, it's not okay. I don't care how much grace you want to throw at me. It's not okay. That is complete disrespect to my wife's body. Is there anybody in this room? Complete. I don't care how much the church wants to make that okay. It is not okay. It is not okay for a man to sleep with another man. There's no fruit. That tells you right there, a man and a man cannot produce a baby. And it breaks the very beginning of Scripture. Take it right back. Well, I don't know if it was of the law or under the law or, you know, see. Oh, Jay is Looney Tunes. I'm telling you, where Satan wants to take this is to a place where Satan wanted to take it many years ago, to a place of universalism. That there's no price that you have to pay. There's nothing you have to do. Everybody's going to make it. Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you without the, uh, the new birth and the rostamina asolopainaya of accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and bending your knee and confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior and living your life like He is Lord and Savior. Some of you not clapping. I don't know whether you believe this or not, but I'm telling you in this house, I believe that there is one God. I believe in the name of Jesus that Jesus came for the sins of the world. And I believe that we all have a choice. And I chose to accept him by the leading of the Spirit and place him as the Lord and King of my life. If you did that, shout a big amen. Come on, everybody. We got to lay hold. Lay hold of eternal life. Lay hold of it. Don't live like Lucy. Lucy. Lay hold of it. Don't live your life and get yourself some sex disease. Come on, lay hold of the good life. Maybe this is too much for everybody this morning. But I'm telling you, Satan just doesn't know when to back up. He wants to take you to hell. I'm going to say, well, I'm not going to hell. I'm born again. No, but, but tomorrow, in your very home, things that you agreed to, 
You say, well, the Lord forgives me. Absolutely, the Lord forgives you. But you will live out the consequences of your action. I don't see no books written really about that, that there is consequence to every action. Every natural thing that you do has a consequence, either good or bad. Oh, God. You can't get out of Proverbs when it says a good name is a very wonderful thing. I don't want... I don't want to be known as the one who gets away with it all. I'm looking for the back to help me out. I don't want to be known as the one who, who, who lives life. Well, praise the Lord. Grace, grace. I get away with it all. Now, one day I'm going to have to look at him. I said, man, you're on it today. You better believe I'm on it. Amen. Why? Because your life matters. I say, your life matters. And it matters to me whether you live a life of heaven on earth or hell on earth. When Satan is just constantly trying to stalk you, trying to stalk you, whisper to you, you know, try to convince you, try to get you in the sense realm, trying to get you always on the back foot. You know, I don't believe it. Even right now in this message, Satan whispering away, I don't believe him. You see, he's another upstart. I don't believe him. You know, there he is. Praise the Lord. Coming against, coming against another man. No, I'm not. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you. I'll say it again, the fighting for you. There were five people who thought that was worth a clap right there. I'm fighting for you. How many people believe in a day that we're living in? It's good to at least get one person in your corner that will fight for you. I don't care what you believe. It's what I'm telling you, it matters what your pastor believes. Because we can either open the floodgates of hell on your life or we can keep them shut. That is the anointing. If the anointing flows down the beard, everything else flows too. You're going to see in this day and hour, it's going to become a premium in where you go to church. And there are places that have been very large, well, empty. It's happening. And people trying to cover sin and trying to cover all these different things. And love covers it all. But you're, you're, in, the, you're in the throes of things beginning to be revealed. And the more everything is revealed, the more Satan will try to justify it all. It's a setup. Justify the wrong. We're all human after all. Well, my humanity has nothing to do with salvation. My humanity has nothing. Thank you for the one laugh on the front row. I said, my God, he's like, no, no. How many people believe your children's going to make it? Let me see your hand. Come on, every single one of them and your grandchildren. Why do we sing this song this morning? Amen, because I believe it. I don't believe it was just a song that was drummed up somewhere in the back room of a Tennessee hotel. I believe that these are the words of God. And we're amen in it to every generation. I don't care if your children's not walking with the Lord right now. I'm telling you, one of these days... You say, well, I'm blessed I don't have any children. No, then you should be working on somebody else's. Don't be thinking that you're just out of the fire. You're not in the fire. You're in the fire. We're in days of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. Oral Roberts' message is on fire right now, ladies and gentlemen. You might be in the fire, but the fourth man's in the fire with you. All you need to do is definitely not bow. Can I have a big amen? Nebuchadnezzar's on the rise. Europe is on the rise. Everything is on the rise. 
Look, Sri Lanka's falling apart. I mean, nations are falling apart. Our own nation. Even if you were a Democrat. I'll try this side over here in case there's one in here this morning. Even if you were a Democrat, you would have to be pretty far gone to agree with what's happening right now. Even CNN and these things, they're, they're beginning to get knock, knock at the knees. Shut it up. We're on the winning side. This is translated, lay hold on. You're to catch it. You're to take it. You're to take by. You're to take hold of. So that tells me then, this eternal life is just not, is just not on you. And you automatically bear the fruit of it. So there's something that we have to do in a responsibility in a time when everything is shifting and shaking. We need something to hold on to. When if truths are being pulled out from beneath our feet, then what do we hold on to? When quiet. So you can see how Satan is at work. I'll give you one more scripture. You glad you came today? Praise the Lord. If this was your only time, I got you good. Look at three people and say, cut your grip of yourself. How many people's ever used that? Have you ever used that in your life before? Cut your grip of yourself. Well, I'm telling the church, cut your grip of yourself. Stop entertaining nonsense. Stop agreeing with death. You can see how bad we get it, and there's no cover left on the thing. <laughs> stop agreeing with it. I said, stop agreeing with it. I'm going to say it again. Stop agreeing with it. Stop agreeing with it. Just simply stop agreeing with it. Well, you have no money. Stop agreeing with it. You know money. Stop agreeing with it. Stop agreeing with it. You'll never. No, stop agreeing with it. I absolutely will. Because I tell you, someday is here. Someday is here. When are you going to walk in your someday? I mean, how much time do you actually have left? I believe it's time for manifestation. So these people right now, you're in the front row because I'm standing here. You didn't know that you were sitting on the front row this morning, but you're on the front row. No, you're, you're on the second row. Shut it out. I'm going to make it. Come on, say it again. I'm going to make it. In the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of all this nonsense, in the midst of everything that's going on, monkeypox, COVID, new variants. No, come on. Come on. James 1 tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from above, and it comes down. In whom there is no 
variance or shadow of turning. Well, I believe him. I'm not believing for another variant. Well, no, Pastor, I'm telling you, I, I really liked it during COVID, you know, because we didn't have to go to work. We, we could stay home. We could work from home. And you know what? We got, we got those checks. Well, as you can see, everybody's paying the checks back right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they ain't nothing free. So when everybody was clapping their hands and saying, wow, something good's coming out of COVID. No, we knew one day COVID would be over and we would all have to pay it back. Give me my money. Colossians 3, 2 to 3. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above. The heavenly things. Well, you can be so heavenly minded you are no earthly use. That's a lie from the pit. And the church bought it. Well, you, 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 Paul Brady just runs around with his head in the Bible. Just poke him at all and you'll get a scripture, you know. Just, he'll just preach at you. Don't let him know you did anything wrong. He'll preach the word at you. Well, you don't want anybody condoning what you did wrong. And nobody's going to make you look wrong. But you want somebody in your pocket that can help you get it right. So that you don't keep doing things wrong. That's insanity. Yes. Continually doing the same thing to get the same result wrong. I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to get to heaven and say, you did it wrong. I'm Paul Brady, Lord. What do you mean I got it wrong? Well, this is how you get it wrong. Every wind of doctrine that blows through from a spectacular personality by one way or the other that has been raised up to be a voice. And we catch it as it goes by. Why? Because our senses and our natural man loves it. Loves it. Think about all the things that you love that are wrong. I've told people for years that voices are not coming from outside. Even the end with the Antichrist, the prophet, all of these different things, people are going to be completely deceived. Now we'll be gone. Hallelujah. But that doesn't mean to say you hang up your discernment cap and just hope and pray the rapture's tomorrow. Every one of us is going to try to be baited, emotionally berated, pummeled. Because what if our friends don't think the same? So we will get opportunities. In 
this is how a brother will be set up against brother. And families will turn against families. Just look in COVID, how families turned against each other. It's gone quiet in here. Come on, I've got two minutes. Let's make it fast. At 12 o'clock, everything disappears. Did you get anything out of this today? Shut it out. We're going to make it. He said, set your mind and keep your mind on things which are above. For as far as this world is concerned, you have already died. And your real life is hidden with Christ and God. It's powerful. I want to finish with this. Brother Rick. Brother Rick Renner shows us. From 1 Peter 1.12, where it says, Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. This is a good place to unhook. The phrase, gird up the loins, comes from the Greek word, here we go again, anandzonumi. You say you sound kind of like slow, Pastor. I'm not really very versed in the Greek. Most frequently, the word would be used to depict a runner who was running a race. To run freely and without hindrance, he would reach down to gather the long dangling ends of his garments and then tuck them up under his belt. With the loose ends out of the way, he could then run freely and without distraction. But the runner would get in trouble if he ever allowed his garments to fall down and become entangled in his legs. Even though he may have been picking up his stride and running a good race up to that point, the encumbrance of dangling, loosely hanging clothes, the thread, would hinder his steps. Brother Renner continues, If we deliberately allow wrong thinking and wrong believing to continue in our lives, we are making the same kind of mistake the runner does who deliberately allows his garments to hang down and get caught in his legs. This is why Peter admonishes us to tighten up those areas that the devil would try to grab hold of and use against us. John Newton said this, Our work is great, our time is short. The consequences of our labors are infinite. Whatever threads are hanging in your life, it's time to tuck them securely away. Don't ever be tempted to pull at a hanging thread and lose half your jacket or lose half your life. Don't be tempted in this day and hour just to grab hold of something that somebody said in the church without you first studying it. You studying it. You taking every scripture and becoming an enemy to it. Because that, in the book of Timothy tells us, is one who studies to show himself approved, a workman that needs not be ashamed. Now, this might have been very wordy this morning. Thank you, Tim. 
And I don't mean it to be wordy. I mean it to be for safety, for security, for peace that passes all understanding. Your family matters to me. I don't know how else I can put it, but I hope by the divine unction of God that you understand that. It's not about you filing in here every service and saying hi and worshiping and paying your dues and going home with your friends, back to your family. It's about life. It's about your life. That's why in the altar this morning in the exhortation I said to you, there are people around you that have very real circumstances and situations. And most of us do not know the gravity of what people are working through. Whether it's financial, physical, relational. Do you know in every service around you somewhere there's a heart that is broken. And yet in a faith church, people will put on a smile and lift their hands, and yet within them, their world has caved in. That's why I always say, you are so important to this service. Not just Karen and myself, the leadership, guest services, the children's ministers, whatever. You are vital to the health of this church. And I need you to set your mind on things which are above. Not just another, here comes another, because that's what Scripture says. Just winds of doctrines. How many times have you heard me say, even if it's your favorite speaker? I listen to so much every week, read so much during a month. And there's things that I question. And things that I will leave on the shelf. And I say, Lord, I receive your instruction when I'm ready to receive it. But right now, I can't let that become a distraction because that's what it would become to the greater outworkings of the plan of God. How many people would be honest in this room this morning and say there's things that you need to learn? Is there anybody in this room that knows it all? learning and he's helping us and we're going to make it every step of the way come on just pray in the spirit with me now as we go allow this word to get deep in your heart I pray over you that Satan will never be able to steal this word from your heart that this word will be completely engrafted in the name of Jesus that the joy of receiving it will not be short-lived hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise your holy name. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. So in good old Irish words, it's time to catch a grip. Lay hold of eternal life. Lay hold of God. And if you're hearing things out in the world or in the church and you're saying, Lord, I don't understand that, then everything that we've taught over these last months, ladies and gentlemen, you can take every service. I ministered on. Wisdom is the principal thing. And in all you're getting, get understanding. It's all there. 
to undergird and back up this present moment. But if you're looking for a move of God, you find it. Because I tell you, the local church is where it's going to be at. And who's in the pulpit is going to matter in these days that we're living. What do you see as this runs out and as the rapture fastly approaches? It was so powerful. As Joe Morris was leaving last week, he had nothing to say but beautiful things about how God was moving in this church and how this church ministered to him last Sunday. It's wonderful when a gift can come and minister, but it's even more wonderful when the gift leaves and was ministered to themselves. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. If you're in this room and you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord of your life, after this message, please, please don't move until this is one of the most important moments in somebody's lives. It's hard to think that somebody in here this morning that doesn't know Jesus, that you could be here after this message. Maybe you haven't been living right, and maybe you need to come back to the Lord. Maybe you've been dabbling in things. Maybe you've just been allowing things to get too big a grip on you. I believe that you can turn away from that. You can turn back to the Lord. First and foremost, you can give your life to Jesus. By the power of the Spirit, you can become a brand new person. You simply say, Father, I come to you. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I receive the power of new life, and I receive salvation. When you pray that prayer, everything changes. And then you pray a simple prayer after that, Jesus, fill me with your spirit. Baptize me with power and the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Lots of evidences of your spirit. And this morning, if you feel a little cold and different, like what I said, you've been dabbling in a few things. You don't have time to do that because the rapture is imminent. You don't have time. You go out there today and you get hit by a truck, where will you be? You say, well, I got saved years ago. Listen, then you can't rely on that. I believe that you have to be walking with the Lord. So if you've been away, it's time to come home. If you've been out of sorts, it's time to get yourself back in the way things should be. And if you lost grip recently, it's time to catch a grip again and lay hold of this eternal life in Jesus' precious name. Father, today in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every precious person that is listening to my voice in this room or Father God, those that are online, I declare in the name of Jesus that this word, Father God, will stay in our hearts forever and will grow into a massive tree in Jesus' precious name.